One, two, one, two. Welcome, welcome to the One Night Your Podcast. We are here in the building. Mic check, mic check, money mic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, stand the man, stand the man. One, you two, one, two, I'm in the house. Stand the man, if you don't mute your phone. Yeah. <laughs> we done said that before we shot. Yeah, nah, 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 and you nah, nah, still nah, nah, got it up. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I did say that, right? Sure did. Sure did. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> share, 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 and check in. Let us know where you're from. To have you take a ride. We're running a little behind today, but you know it happens. It's hot out. It's hot out. Somebody say, How hot is it? Crazy hot. Somebody say, How hot is it? Crazy Can somebody say, How hot is it? 101 degrees. What's up? Well, um. Are y'all with me? I'm, I'm Okay, now we all yeah, brand new. Somebody says somebody scream, but nobody <laughs> says somebody say somebody screaming. Somebody but you know they say somebody scream. Okay, now we got to Who's on first? Who's on second? It's one of those days. Oh, I, 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 all I said was somebody say how hot it is. How so hot I can it is? It. It's ninety-three degrees. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> we happy to have you all here. Share, share, share. Check in. Let us know where you're from. Your city. Your borough. If you're in public housing, your nature development. Let's go, let's go. We are in the building. One night you one people. One night you one people. One night you one people. <laughs> All right. See, okay, Carmen is here. Hey, Carmen. Kim is here. Emily's here. Brenda Temple is here from Ocean Bay, Rockaway. On the board. Tyree Ricks is here. Look, everybody's saying, yeah, how is hot is it? Yeah. Uh, how hot is it? Oh, okay. Emily said, hell hot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Carmen. She got it. She said, how hot is it? Thank you, Carmen. Thank you, Audrey. See, they, they doing it. They doing it. Okay. I don't know these guys today. They they well, they were I don't know. I mean, and they all they claim to be hip hop guys, you know. Stan used to rock the mic, and you know what I'm saying. I know Rock. If he was here, he would have got it. Uh, I, hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. Um, LG now and Clinton Hills Co-ops. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Well, let's get started, guys. All right, we got a few people in the room. Let's go. Let's go. It's the music. All right, so once again, welcome to the One Night Your Podcast. As all y'all know, I'm Sandra Coleman. I'm a public housing resident. If you don't know, I reside out in Isaac Houses, one of the co-founders of the Homes Isaac Coalition, and co-founded this One Night Your Podcast with this crew and this course, Rock Logic, of course, as well. Um, so we jump into our week, and then we got a topic today to just talk about and ride out with y'all. And, and you know we like to engage in the um, everyday politics, because this is something that we want public housing residents to start yep. voting, getting involved, running for office, and just 
allowing your, your uh, politician, your elected official, to actually work for you. And this is something that we want to you know, let you all know that there is power in public housing, and if you don't live in public housing, but there's power, and we can have any, we can, we can, we could bring the next mayor in, you know, the governor. It's so much we could do because it's strengthening numbers of us if we all come together yes. and get behind one candidate. But we gotta vet them out, right? We gotta wean them out, see who's for us, who's not for us, and that's that's something that we gotta look into and and build power together. Um, my week was pretty good, just a normal day to day. Um, interacting in the community, helping our residents, um, a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, um, helping people get repairs in my developments and beyond. Um, and I take, you know, I'm happy to be able to help people and help them advocate, to learn to advocate for themselves. Um, I went out to Atlantic City yesterday. Um, that was fun. I went out with um, Chambers uh, Memorial Baptist Church, so shout out to that church. Um, we went out there, busload of us, and we had a nice time. Great, great, and, great. Um, I was hanging out with Esther DeVore. We'll bring her on eventually. She has a, a drummer. Um, I forgot what it's called, but it's it's for is a drummer. She's gonna kill me for saying this because I'm not getting it right. I don't have it in front of me. But she does um, drumming with the youth, and she has a drumette program, and she wants to get that back um, really rolling. And a lot of you know youth have thrived through that. And um, yeah, so that's basically it. And um, Check out the get, is it called the get down? The get down on Netflix. I'm watching that and um, it's really good. It, it makes, I'm a boogie down, I'm from the boogie down Bronx. So it really makes me reminisce about the Bronx and of course of hip hop. Mm. And they would talk about, you know, Grandmaster Flash, okay. you know, and all of that. And it's really, really, really good. Uh, Money Mike, how was your week? Money Mike, smooth Money Mike. Smooth. Well, um, <laughs> you already know, y'all try to take it. But yes, my week been smooth. My week been smooth, and um, I yes, smooth. I been kind of smooth to be honest. Built well. This table, I had to do another table like this in East New York. Oh my lord, this hard table. When I say this table was about a thousand pounds. It took about five or six of us. Wow, to move this table. Wow. Did that. I also got a um. Well, I have a auction party a scene to do. Yeah, what that? An auction party scene to do um tomorrow for the okay. next day. Right? Yes. Okay. There's a show coming out called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, all right. I have. Well, I was an attendee first, but now they got me a security. I need a big guy to be security. Big guy. All right, all right. Big, big guy. guy. Get yourself some. All right, all right. How tall are you? I'm six three and a half. Okay. What about you, Stan? I'm six four. Now, I still dispute that. I stand by, next. I got, got you by half an inch, brother. I stand by Stan. You know, I still I'm say he ain't six four. But I, like I'm, I'm older now, so I, I bend over a lot. You sure? I'm, okay, you bend over. Okay. I'm six four. I'm standing straight up. I'm six four. Okay, finish up. But, um, yes, I got a. I'm happy. Early morning ahead of me, and but besides, um. Doing a lot of running around, getting ready for this thing, because you know we had a lot of COVID tests and fitting tests, um, fittings to do for the um thing to come up next week. And then I also had to, you know, go to the schools and build some studios. That's great. Nice. That's um, great. And then plus, mother birthday just passed the 19th. The 19th. Okay. Okay. okay Mom, did she watch the show? Uh -uh. I don't even know. I'm going to ask Happy birthday to you. Oh, this show? You. Yes, she watches all Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, mama. Last name. Jones. Jones. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Let her know we sung the on the show. You even got in on it. <laughs> yep. 
Okay. But yes, that was my week. That was my week. Let's mm. hand it over to Stan the Man. Kick it all right, all right. Kick it to him. Well, I just want to point out something that I found disturbing this week. Um, I saw our Governor Hoku mm. um, pass something uh, for the Empire State Development Corp to get billions of dollars, you know, to do this renovation of um, Penn Station. You know, they're going to build, as I mentioned before, 10 skyscrapers. And the thing that really disturbs me is that one of the benefits, the one of the people that would be benefiting from this is a gentleman by the name of Stephen Roth. You know, now Stephen Roth is somebody that, that, that donates money to Trump, you know, donates money against um, abortion rights, you know, yet Hope, who is a Democrat, is going to be benefiting this gentleman and giving him tax breaks to build these skyscrapers, billions of dollars. So what they're telling us is that, again, a commuter is more important than somebody living in Nitro. Why would you spend money, in my opinion, yeah. to fix Penn Station? You got people that have broken houses that they're, they're living in. You know, so where's the priority? And then have a, a, a Republican billionaire, you know, profit and gets billions of dollars in tax breaks. Well, let's kick and then and there goes the kicker. They don't even know how much it's going to cost. So they gave this guy like a blank check. You know, here's a blank check to do whatever, whatever. Uh, there's no, no regulation of how much it's going to cost. No nothing. Wow. So most of these development projects, whenever they start with a number, mm. it usually exceeds that number. You know, so we start here with a case where there is, there's, there is not even a number. You know, so they can go on and on. The state right. has this money, like, to do this. Right, yeah, they yeah. can't take care of public housing. Can't help public housing, you know, so. Or the, or the housing issue, huh? Right, 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 yeah. right, right. This shows um, the priorities, again, does not reflect our needs and what we want. Mm -hmm. um, I know folks um, got a choice to make with Hoku and, and who, if you're going to vote for or not. And I guess it's um, maybe the, the less of all evils, right? Maybe you have no choice in this case. Um, but it's just sad. That, that this is the kind of um, official that we get. The same person that was in, in favor of privatizing NYCHA, you know, in favor of the blueprint. Right. Now she comes out with something like this, and the mayor's on board, everybody's on board, you know? Yeah. So it just get, once again shows you where the priorities really are. Yeah. It does not, does not have anything to do with us. So we gotta pay attention to this stuff, because yeah. they tell you there's no money. But right. there's a lot of money for everything else, but exactly. there's never no right. money when it comes down to, to NYCHA. And so. when was the last time that um, Penn Station was renovated? Because it had to be renovated in the past. Yeah, it's renovated. Really, so, and, and right, because it, it looks, yeah, it looks it's, fine. It's not, I mean, I, I don't. Honest, I see these train stations, every train station they always. Have pop -ups, they have pop-ups, they have pop-up shops down there and everything. Yeah, yeah I mean, matter of fact, you're 100% correct. So all they're really doing is making it more amenable to commuters, and not even commuters, mm -hmm. but tourists, well, you know, and all the rest of that, and all the tourist money, you know, I get all of that. But you can't put that ahead of the lives of people that are, that are here right now, that are literally dying in our apartments yeah. right now. You know, so yeah. just another, just another blatant example, mm -hmm. you know, of the same people mm -hmm. doing the same thing, the same people will benefit and the same people will lose. And it's always black and brown people yeah. and, and the most, most vulnerable. So I was just disturbed to hear that. And I wow. think these are things that we got to pay attention to as we continue this fight. Don't let them tell you. There's no money. Right. There's money. Oh, of course. And they're yeah. just not spending on, on no, us. On us, on black and brown Right, people, right, basically. right, right. Yeah, and we need to ask uh, Governor Hochul, since, you know, because Governor Cuomo uh, put the, uh, what is it called, the uh, state of emergency. We would declare the state of emergency right, for him. Right, right, right. And she was his lieutenant governor. <clears throat> now she's the governor. What is she doing about that? Because... As I see, and I think everybody else see, or I believe everybody else know, a state of emergency is serious. Right. And NYCHA was declared a state of emergency in 2018. Right. We, we received the, the monitorship Absolutely. in 2019. Absolutely. With that said, you know, you would think a whole lot would have been done. 
Absolutely. It hasn't happened. Absolutely. You know, from funding and everything. Like, you know, she has a lot of power as the governor. You know what I'm saying? And and our elected officials, you know, throwing a, throwing millions of dollars to NYCHA does not help repair our homes. Right. Because it's not enough. We need right. the billions infused, as I say over and over. We need the billions of dollars infused immediately to Absolutely. get the work done. Absolutely. And until then, you nickel and dime in us, it's not going to happen. And we're going to still live in deplorable conditions. Yes, some developments or some apartments are better than others, but some people are really, really, really suffering. No, a particular lady in my building actually did some repairs in her home herself. Mm. And who's to say when you messing with things that you shouldn't, are you harming yourself? Right, 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 right. You know what right, I'm saying because right. of asbestos and stuff like that. And but that's a whole other animal. But yeah, but finish up. I guess. And I would like to say I'm not going to mention uh, suavity, uh, but I did speak to um, a suavity that um, that one of my kids that I raised that I'm like a godfather to. Um, it's affiliated with, and they're interested, you know, um, in working with One Night and figuring out exactly what that will mean. You know, um, I did also have a good talk with PSL again, and so I'll be attending their meeting this coming Tuesday, and they want to get involved with the boots on the ground mm-hmm. to kind of help us get the word out in that way. And we're going to be starting in Ravenswood in September, you know, as a, as a first launch, uh, to really begin to do these community meetings and, and take the, the message from just the podcast out into the community. So I'm excited to get into that phase of the work. You know, um, some lawsuits we're going to file. Mm-hmm. I spoke with Queens Legal Services. They're wanting to work with us as well mm-hmm. uh, to bring lawsuits. We filed when I was a justice for all against Queensbridge, mm-hmm. but we will be filing against Ravenswood, against um, Astoria Houses, and also Woodside, and that'll be a one-night initiative. You know, so I'm excited that we're about to enter into that phase, and um, look out. We're just getting started. Yeah, all right. You ain't going to give him nothing? He said all that. <laughs> Yeah, one night is about to be real, real busy. Um, busier. Yeah, beyond as you said, not just a, we're not just a podcast. We're not just a podcast, we're a movement. Right, you know, exactly. At the end of the day, and um, we wanna, you know, work with people, work alongside people, um, PSL party for social liberation. That's that, that, yeah, that's that, that's what it is. You know, done work with them on and the they work with you, right. Yeah, it's part of yep. NL Barrio. Um, they were, you know, involved in with the Homes Eyes of Coalition. So, and they, I sent them, I sent some of them down to, uh, what is it, Fulton Houses, right, um, in 2019. So, yeah, because they were talking about um, going red, you know, that hey, red absolutely. pack with um, Fulton Houses. So, I was like, y'all gotta go see about them because my best friend lives out there. Shout out to Poochie. Mm-hmm. All right, but um, so let's segue because we got a lot to talk about and unpack today, guys. Um, topic today. Uh, NYCHA community centers matter, right? They matter, Absolutely. right? Come yes. on, they matter. Yes. Come on, let's get come on. Yes. So is your center privatized? Is your center privatized? That's the question we want to ask our viewership. Is your center and your public housing development privatized? And I could say Isaac Center is privatized. It's been privatized for some years. A lot of people wasn't aware. I started looking at how things were done. And I started asking questions, and I found out that we were actually privatized. And they, they have a way of doing this without the residents even knowing. So let me ask a question. So you're saying that the, the community centers are private, but not the development itself. So they're privatizing right. the community centers yes, that's one even of the before things. they privatize the development. They were doing that before the infill, all that. They, they've been doing this slowly. Either they're shutting them down. Closing them, right. padlocking them up, or they're going under privatization. You know, so NYCHA, of How course, can they still have owns a it. Private community center in the 
public element. Well, that, that becomes that becomes it's about issue. funding. It's about funding. Yeah. But nobody in that development have any say so over that. Don't even know. This is that's how NYCHA operates. We didn't even know. Well, and if got- it happened to us, it happened to others. I have an email that I I did a, a research. Um, I have to pull that up, and it was several developments. And when you look at um, how it's scoped out, it would say if it goes NYCHA, 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 then it's still with NYCHA. But then it might say um, a particular entity. And, and it should change then, because we now are under Goddard Riverside. So mm. the Isaac Center. Now it moved to Goddard Riverside. So they took over. They're over us now. So it's privatized on top of privatization. So, wow. Yeah, so they absorbed. Yeah. What's the point of the president's vice president? Like, if they don't have no say-so on what could be happening in the well, buildings and Well, I would say if you're not communicating with the resident council, which I believe um, some developments, I know with us, they held meetings, like our resident association holds meetings there, but are they really working with the center? Probably not. The Homes Isaac Coalition does partner with the center. So that's how we get to go to different meetings. We find out a little more, a lot more than other people, and we inform the residents. But if your resident association is not really just using the center for to house their meetings and they're not working with the you know the director and you know leaders of the center mm. then they wouldn't know or they or they just didn't care I, I can't speak to that but I, that's a good question but that I think that's it individually to each development it starts with a relationship well we have one with the um, director in Ravenswood you know and I guess that's a perfect example of a community center that's kind of underutilized, and I don't know if it's private or not, Mike. That's probably something we gotta look into. Last I know, I know it was under the what, Jacob. It's under Jacob E. So I'm imagining that it's not private, you know. But you know, I'm not getting to that because Jacob Reese and, and such they've been supportive. Well, what is Jacob Reese? Jacob Reese. Under Jacob Reese. I know what Jacob. But it's Jacob. It's under Jacob Reese. It is. Yeah. It's like, last time I checked. It is. It is absolutely. You know. So then that means it's. Privatized, right? Wouldn't it be? No, what Jacob is a is a You're non- about Ravens? 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 No, no, privatization could be under a nonprofit too. Okay, well that, that entity. Well, I don't like know. like medical coverage. Right. There's medical coverage that is listed as a nonprofit, but they still you, you understand what I'm saying? Right. It's an entity. So if it's no longer under if, if Jacob Reese has taken over Ravenswood Yeah. Well I would say it's not under NYCHA. You know, so so I know Jake. Well, I, I guess that's a question. Yeah, we got. Jacob East is a nonprofit, and they're funded, you know, by um, a lot of people. You know, I'm going to be honest. You know, who are on the other side of the fight than we are. You know, um, a lot of people that give money to Jacob East are also in favor of some of the development that's going on in Queens. You know, and um, you know, it becomes a maybe a bit of a conflict. You know, um, you know, when you have groups that want to come in and speak against those things. So I know it hasn't been an issue with us in Ravenswood, nor has it been an issue with us when I was a justice for all that Jacob Reese. We was able to go in there and say what we want. You know, but I do know in your center, Mike, it's, it's so underutilized. You know, and I want to ask you, Sandra, since yours is private, um, are, the youth, are the youth in your development utilizing the community center in the same ways as a larger community since it's private, I know you mentioned that there's some disparities there. Oh, definitely. Um, we went from, we had after school programs and so forth, and a lot of that still exists, but not housed where we're at. Right. So our kids would have to go from 93rd and 1st to 95th and 3rd Avenue to right. um, 
an after-school program, which makes no sense. Right. You know what I mean? When we used to have it there, because my son went there, and it worked for me. Right. Um, there are a lot of, they have some initiatives, because there's two centers. There's the Isaac Center, and there's the Holmes um, Center. Right. But they call them both the Isaac Center, because they're privatized now. And they call the one on the Isaac side the Senior Center, which is not. It's right. an Isaac Center. It's a community center. You can go into your community center, ask for copies to be made, um, you can send an email and get something printed. Like, use your community center, rather it's privatized or not. Use them. They are a resource for you. Right. Um, they do different programs, um, GD, cooking. That's on the other side. That's on the home side. But one of the things is, and the problems that I've spoken and we've been meeting with the director and, you know, with the leadership there, is all these initiatives that they do with the youth, youth that's coming throughout the city to right so it's not right they're not they're not actually gearing and, and reaching out to what's there which to me is a disenfran disenfranchisement to our community right, right and right. i always i speak out about it because it's just so unjust because how can you have all these activities and our kids are not benefiting our youth are not thriving from it you right, understand what i'm right, saying right right so they don't even they don't even know that it's there and i'm i'm watching these come in their backpacks from somewhere else because we have well, a work, can, you, we have a workforce program here right, too. Right, right. Yeah. And um, I hate to put you on the spot, you know, but um, <laughs> is, 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 <laughs> do you find that it's uh, more people of color or or not that are using your particular center? It's still people. I think it's still people of color um, from what little bit I've seen. Like, right. I mean, but it's not an influx. Like, it should be if you have a GD program, then it should be kids in our community, and even if it's a development or two down the block, right. they should be coming over. But if you don't know that's there, my son got his GED, but right. not there. He went, um, to, I believe it was to Union Settlement or something, which was up further up. Yeah, so, I mean, why not right here if you were offering right. it? This was my oldest. This was years ago, though. So this is the thing. Like, the, the, the resources are there, but they're not there for the people, which is a problem because even with our food and everything we do in our center, there's people from the like the area, right. 95th, 100, you know, 100 Street, East Harlem. They all come to our center because they right. say we have a lot of um, good programs. Like I teach bio writing right. there on right. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Everybody, you can welcome to come in. You can come in physically or you can join virtual. I do that. I do that service. That's free. I don't right. charge or nothing like that because that's, that's me giving back to my community. But there's so much resources. They got dancing. They, they have a lot of things. Right. You know, so... No, what, I, but, um, what I would say is um, looking at what's happening with the kids today, I'm a father with, 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 a, with a teenager, and um, I just read in the paper today, there's a great great percentage of kids not going to school right now. I mean, there's, 20, there's 250,000 less kids going to school, you know, so the numbers are drastic, drastic. I mean, so it appears to me that these community centers would be a great resource, yeah. you know, since, since kids are not getting the education that they were since the pandemic, you know, the numbers are continuing to drop and kids are literally just dropping out, you know, so the need for uh, community centers to bridge that gap is probably more critical now than ever, you know, and for that not to be happening and for it to be benefiting people who do not live in the development, who are the kids who need it the most, who are the kids who probably may have had issues with internet during the, during the, right. um, during the whole pandemic. Um, those are the kids that need these, these, these services more than anybody else. Of course. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's just a shame. It's a shame. We're working to get a, um, well, the Homes Isaac Coalition, we had a very small um, tutoring program. 
last um what you would call not a semester but you know this last school year right, right. so i'm thinking higher education my bad but during this last school year but we had um very young kids coming and you know we knew that because of the pandemic because of them um learning virtually some kids were some of the you know right. they can receive uh via education so we had some tutoring coming out um, working with them. It was a very small group. We might have had about eight. Right. Maybe eight to six kids. But th- you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You start yeah, small. Yeah. So we are planning to bring back the after-school program, and that should be maybe about 25, but that's still not good. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. the bandwidth over there is much larger than that. Right. You know, because we would serve, this, the community would serve from maybe first grade on up to, right. you know, maybe fifth or whatever age. That is the cutoff <clears throat> for the after school. But we're going <clears> to <throat> start it back at 25, and we had to really, we might scale it to 30. And when I say we, is because of coalition. We sat down, you know, with the leadership um, director and everything because we, we want this back in our community. Right, right, And right. I think once we get it back, then we can expand it even more. But you got to start back. Right. Slow because it's like starting from scratch because it's been disbanded. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm right. saying? So yeah, but um, you, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. And for a community center to be shut down is 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 is, is a crime. You know, yeah. that's just terrible. But I know as a kid coming up, you know, I wasn't one to go into the community center so much. But I know kids yeah. and youth need activities. I Maybe mean, yeah. might you can speak about you're you coming up and going to Ravensville. But I know for me, you know, the activities were the thing that made your life, it gave your life. You know, some some roundness, you know, it gave. called the um, priest, what's that, the daycare center. Right. We still have that, but remember the daycare center, how it takes care of the community. Right, so, right. And, you know, so we still have that, and that's on the home side. Hey, Money Mike, how was your experience with yeah, community did you, did you centers go? Did you go? then and now? Well, um, I know, um, I could say I've seen a few, uh, I don't want to say preschool, but... You know, so I guess kids between the ages of two or three to probably uh, ten. I seen them sometimes coming from the community center in the summers, like last year or the year before that. But I'm not sure if you know if they had any activities and what they was doing. Yeah. But I know people around. I wasn't in Ravensville around them times. Right. I right. was in Brownsville. Okay. So okay. I um and I ain't go to community center there. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know of anybody. I'm not saying nobody had. I haven't went to the community center in Brownsville. I mean, I don't remember anybody mentioning or coming out to the community center. Remember I mean, free, I know Yogi Bear came. Remember the free breakfast. I remember the free right? breakfast, but that was right. when I used to go to my grandma's house in Bayview Projects. Right, 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 right. And, um, in Brownsville and in Bayview, I remember Yogi Bear Church, like Yogi Bear used to come through. Right. Give out yeah. snacks, toys, and talk about the Lord. But, I mean, um. And Ravenswood, they came to Ravenswood too when I first moved out there. Right, I right. seen Yogi Bear there too as well, because they used to go to every development. Right. And um, but community center, when I moved to Ravenswood, I haven't been there. I'm 
I stopped doing community center when I was an adult, and that was just because I wanted to. I, I seen that they had a workout center. And I just yeah, wanted, you were telling right, us about right. that. Well, yep, yep, particular one. There's a studio, I believe, in there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they a boxing thing, like you mentioned. Famous in there. Word. It's famous, famous word. word. Right. And they uh, have boxing, I, they have um, even like a pool table or a, um, nice. thing like little game tables or. Um, but nobody, but nobody's using it. I mean, no, they have a few people that. Knows about it already that use it, but okay. it's not like something that they advertise to let people come there all the time. I mean, probably the people that have been using it now, it's the people that be. I mean, it's not like it's something that people just go do. Well, I think we have an opportunity here, I guess. You know, since they, Ravenswood did give us the okay, um, and I do have a relationship with that director there, that we can maybe have some talks and say, you know, let's just not have our community meetings here, but how else can we support you, you know, to um, get more youth involved? You know, because we're not reaching the youth and getting them involved, not just in activities for themselves, but also for this NYCHA movement, you know, then, you know, we're losing out on a lot of energy, you know. So I'm feeling that we're missing an opportunity, you know, to really bring the youth in. And that's where you yeah. can bring them in, you know, yeah. by having activities and things of that nature mm-hmm. in these centers so these, yeah. so these kids can be involved at an early age and yeah. catch them. Now, let me ask this question, Mike. You know, you're a little younger than I. So, um, <laughs> is, 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 is there fear of going to community centers? I know there's a lot of, sometimes in different developments, there's gang activity and violence and shooting and such. Um, is, there, is that playing any role in people not wanting to go to a community center? So, I know in Ravenswood, they were telling me one side of Ravenswood don't get along with the other side of Ravenswood. Mm. And then you hear the community centers here in the middle. And, you know, is there going to be beef, you know, and so I, I, was, I was shocked to hear all this, you know, but um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, certain people are going to deal with, well, with each other, but, I mean, I doubt it's fair that it stopped going to the community center. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's literally nothing, I mean, besides the rap, the, um, the studio, the building studio, literally nothing that they actually did yesterday. Uh-huh. I mean... If it's something that would gift them, inspire to you know, want to better with themselves, I mean, because even if there is a GED program in the community, mm-hmm. how these, whatever these kids seem grown or young adolescents seem growing up, I doubt they just go in there for a GED. Um, I said you would have to, you know, make them understand how right. valuable it is, and right. that it's, you know, it's something that's very important to have. So you can move on to other things like college, right, or right, right, jobs, right, you know, right. Need high school diploma or GED in order to be a civil you know, servant worker. You right. gotta have a GED. You gotta have, but you yeah. know, some people don't do that because even um, like and like y'all were talking about last week. We talked about that Supreme. That was my first time watching it, uh-huh. and um, and it was true. I think well, El Cujo even said that. Um, when you watching as a kid, when you watching people. Out there, you go outside, you see these hustlers. Yeah, the hustlers, yeah. Mm-hmm. These, these big-time ballers, right? This is what you actually want to do. Right, right, and, right. And sometimes it's fast money that they actually look for. Yeah. And to be honest, it's not like nobody out there is just helping them. It's not, even if they was to go out there and try to get a, um, something better with themselves. Right. The only thing they're going to do is be judged, and especially by what they know and how their history was and what they've seen and what they've been and all this other stuff. Sure. Why do you want to sit there and give them an opportunity? That's true, and 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 I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people, when you hear, listen to certain documentaries, and I believe it might have been said in that one, but I've heard it in other ones. The Scarface movie is what 
inspired people to get into the drug business. You know what I mean? To start dealing drugs, watching sure. Scarface. Like, mm-hmm. I think they mentioned it in the Supreme Team movie, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean documentary. Yeah, but that sure, has the gangsters and right, mobsters. Yeah, so and that's what gave people, because everybody went to see, literally, and I can't say everybody, but a lot of people went to see Scarface. You know what I'm saying? And that's sure. like, a, you know, ah, oh, yeah, you know, and, and, you know, I have a picture of Scarface in my house, so, right. you know, and I actually have the original Scarface movie that a lot of people are not aware of, um, and it wasn't um, alcohol, I mean, it wasn't drugs, it was alcohol at that time, right. but um, there's an original Scarface, but a lot of people don't know, before the Al Pacino. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. But I, was, I wasn't, okay, right. I mean, it's not like I was out there with Scarface, coming on everybody was watching the movie, but... I, I mean, I'm probably one of the youngest people that I actually, that's in my circle. So, and I'm pretty sure that they was already inspired by, for some reason, some sort of drug encounter before Scarface even came out. I mean, that's the reason why they probably liked the movie. Yeah, well, they you know, had the but that's where a lot of them did say, like, the old, even some of the big time, they, they said that movie is what. Oh, well, people sound like a victim. <laughs> well, you got Scarface, some of you were watching uh, Denzel Washington. That's more in our uh-huh. current times. Uh-huh. Yeah, that kind of glorifies it. But this is. Uh, you talking a, about that, like, if you're talking about the, 80, the 80s, type, 80s and 90s guys, I don't know where your Scarface came out. In the eighties, but please, they was already inspired by who? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You had, you had, you had all of that. There was already uh, there was in existence. Boy, in Brooklyn, they had people that was so super gangster, like Fifty Cent. I'm not talking about the rapper. No. Right, right. Yeah. They had people out there like people already inspired by. But that's what they're that saying. This doing. is what the kingpins and some of them that are inside. They said that. You know, they said inspired them. I know, them. I know, they but people always like to blame the devil for the evil. Well, I, I just say, uh, when we talk about the subject, this is one of the failures of not fully funding NYCHA. You know, one of the, which we talk about the apartment repairs not being done and all the rest of that. Investing in the community. Right, but when you don't have these centers fully funded and fully operational, you know, then you're really giving up on a generation, you know, because you're not doing anything to really address that generation. So why even have a community center within a development that's not funded? You know, I've seen them close. You know, right. and everything else. And it just, it makes no sense. So that's one of the, the things that people don't talk a lot about. But that's how we're losing out by lack of funding. And that's how we're losing out when we lose these centers of privatization. You know, that's a hub for the community that yeah. you've that you basically taken away. Well, it's a disinvestment of funding and a disinvestment. It's actually a disinvestment to the people. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You yeah. Know. At funding a time when we need it the most. Resources. Right. Right. You know. Hope. Yeah. Like, so they don't need hope. We need to ask hope. Eric and them about that. You know, now, and, and this whole blueprint stuff, I mean, I, maybe you've seen it. I know I haven't seen it. Um, I don't see anything talking about funding for community centers. You know, maybe if somebody could chime in the chat, if there's anything about the blueprint or RAD that speaks to anything about community centers, I haven't seen it. You know, and if, and if it's not in there, that's a glaring omission. That's terrible. That tells you that the funding money they're bringing in they're not bringing it into better any of us or invested in any of us. It ain't about none of us. It's about their profit. That's all it is about. You know, and for them to ignore such a vital component. Like for me, I go back again. If we didn't have like basketball, like why aren't there basketball tones? Why aren't there yeah. resources given to that? You know, you talk about why kids are in games and you, one people can't go to one project. We had beef growing up too with different developments. 
But we would all come together and play some ball. You know, so we had a tournament in Lafayette Gardens. You had folks that may come down from Marcy. You may have folks come down from Fort Greene. We had the little N.A. Rockcats, you know, who were not from the projects, but they were in the neighborhood. And that was a meeting place. You know, and sometimes there were shootouts and things happened. You know, it wasn't always perfect, but it brought the community together. You know, so without these resources, you know, which we don't have, you know, we're literally giving up on the generation. They're just saying, you know what, fend for yourselves. You know, at a time when they're confused, at a time when there's more mental health issues amongst our kids than ever, you know, because they're dealing with COVID, some of them lost their graduations, can't go to school, the whole online nonsense. It's needed more now than ever. And you don't even know what kind of sickness is going on in someone's house because of exposure from the lack of repairs, right? Right. The mold and mildew, the asbestos and whatever else is going on in our homes. And we don't know if that's in lead poisoning that affects not just children but adults. So if it affects children and adults, then, of course, the children which we always think of smaller, but that's the adolescents too. Right, and right, that right. impacts their learning abilities and so forth. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of things we got to say is the fault of NYCHA, 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 which then is actually the fault of our city, state, and federal that's government. Right. That's right, who that's have sold us out, continue to sell us out. You know, we got to, as we do this NYCHA movement, these are one of the things we got to put on the table. Yeah. You know, like, you know, let's make sure that we're getting the proper resources, you know, to our community, you know. And, yeah. and again, the blueprint, RAD, does not address that. You know, we need fully to fully fund NYCHA. And we're still waiting on this, this money, supposedly. But I did get an a, a email that said, um, and I don't know how true it is. I'm not going to mention the person that sent it to me. Uh, but he said that uh, Chuck Schumer is supposed to be having a meeting with, with Joe Manchin, you know, supposedly, about this, this billion-dollar Build Back Better stuff. You know, so I guess... Um, it's not totally dead. I don't know how legitimate that was. I know what's the name came on the show, Chuck. It made a whole lot of promises, you know. And, um, but I suppose a dysfunction in Washington, you know. And I, I don't want to get too much of that. Well, but I would say appeals too. He was appealing. He, he yeah, well, yeah, no. And I'm not blaming him. I, I think I believe I believe when Chuck came on the show, he was um, honest and forthright, optimistic. right? He really wanted to get it done, you know. And uh, but then when it's you needed, it's needed, right? But then when you watch, uh, let me ask y'all a question. Um, a little bit. Go into the chat, right? Yeah. Go into the chat. Money yeah. Mike. Cool. Yeah, money, Mike. What's in the chat? Well, I know that. Well, I gotta go. Actually, go up because there was a lot written since you know, we was talking. And um, you know, I know that. Oh, Carmen said that all presidents have the right to take their census back. That she is currently doing that right now. Okay, that's good. That's good. And um, Brenda Temple said most centers are under the Department of Youth and Community Development Child Center in New York. Okay. Stephanie said nonprofits get this lease along with the funding is like subcontracting. That sounds like probably like Jacob East, what they're doing there, perhaps. Look deep Kim, into it. I believe that they are not getting the education because Mayor Adam cut the school. Funding, pathetic. That's why he sure did. He sure did. And he had no problem with it neither. No he sure problem. did. Sure did. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. That's terrible. Wow, why would you that. cut the school? Uh, uh, I mean, because funding. he's not. You know, he ain't here for that. Funding. You know, Eric yeah. is here. Fund the police. For, That's yeah, it. he's Fund here the for the police, and the police are here to protect property, and he's here to put some dollars in the in the, in the pocket of some billionaire developers. That's what he's here for. You know. 
pretty much that's and it. Education matters so much. My youth, you know, when you when you think of, I, I guess they still have it. I don't know who remembers when they had like um, going to school and you had, I guess they were considered them the problem kids, and they had them in a special education mm. class, and they were housed in there. And it wasn't that maybe they needed it. Maybe they had behavior issues or whatever like that, but. It's just when you when you think about how we came up, like I said, I don't know what it's like now because I have my kids are adults. I don't know what they're doing in the school system now. Mm. But, you know, I just remember how that was and and, and how painful that was. You, you know what I'm saying? Because now back then they weren't what they what they're doing now. They weren't doing back then. Like they would come in and now they would come in and arrest. They would arrest a child right. in these schools. You're seeing this all through the media now. You know, a kid that's having maybe a behavior issue, behavior breakdown, or, or whatever it is, because they're not trained, because they clump them all in, and they have different needs. Right, 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 right. right and right. then some of the kids that are clumped in there could still be in regular, uh, in the regular classes. Right. Just maybe they might need um, an extra person with them to see it or, or something like that. But when they clumped them all in there, all of those kids didn't belong in that setting. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? And then... It's like putting them all inside one bubble, and then you learn. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. a relationship. You learn the good, the bad, and the indifferent. And um, I don't know. When I just think about it, what they do with the kids now and how they're arresting our babies, especially the black kids or getting arrested for getting into fights or, or, or they're just cuffing them. That's right. still that's detaining. That's a problem. Right, Because right, you, right. you don't get that. In other areas, right, right, you know what right, I'm saying? right. But um, and I would just say, um, as a parent, you know, and, and looking at the school system and watching my child go, my child go through it. Um, I was once, you know, I know folks uh, for public school or charter schools. Um, it's upsetting to see that so many kids are not going to public school, and then where are they going? Um, are they going to the charter schools? You know, and so no, I think a lot of them are actually just dropping out because I know in my my child's experience, she goes to charter school, and I'm not going to name the name, uh, you know, but they're giving away credits. You know, I'm talking about giving away credits. Like, if you go, just say you have not gone to school for the whole year, and then you go to summer school for three weeks, they're giving you the credit for the year. So I'm like, so why are you doing that? You know, uh, because these charter schools, if the kids are not performing well, you know, then they don't get their funding. You know, so they wrap. Well, I mean, I'm saying from my. No, I'm saying I can't speak to right, them. Right. So yeah. If they don't, if the kids are all flunking, then they don't get their funding. They lose their charter. You know, so I'm, I've seen it. And I will not name the school. You know, and and my child goes to the school, and um, and yes, credits may be gotten. You know, but I sit back and say, well, what was really learned? Uh, not a whole lot. You know, so are you just kind of pushing kids along. You know, and then once they get out. Are they going to be prepared to go to college or do what? You know, when you just gave them a credit. So if that's happening in the charter schools, and then you have all these kids not going to public schools, right. you know, then you, what do you really think is going on with the state of our youth right now? You know, if that's happening in both levels of education, at the same time that it's being cut. Right. You know, so, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a sad state of affairs, I can tell you that. And these are our elected officials. This is what mm. they're doing. You know, so we got to be the change we want to be. Yeah. And I believe this, and I agree with Carmen, I believe this was spoken about um, in a show or two in the past. Um, she says that's why there should not be mayor control in our schools. Because 
Hey, yeah. yeah, we all agree on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, where's the parental involvement? Yeah, Brenda, you know I mean, bring Brenda, the parents in. Yeah, Brenda says overcrowded, low staffing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, as a parent, nobody consulted. You know, we just get told this is what it is. Mm. You know, and here's a letter. And you, I mean, now they're trying to go back to school now. You know, in person. You know, um, it, it, the whole thing was a mess. I mean, I, I, I don't say I have all the answers. All I know is the um, the the um, learning online uh, was. In many cases, a disaster. You know, I'm just saying from my experience and what my children went through. Hybrid should have been an option because hybrid can work for kid that can still sustain being home. Right. And and you know what I mean, like. And then the kids that need to be in the school setting can go. So the choice of hybrid would have worked. You know, yeah. and cut down on the COVID cases because remember you're forcing the kids to go to school. And when a kid gets COVID, what happens? They bring it home. A parent right. got to take care of the right. kid. Right, right, right. So then, it, then the parent gets sick or the parent got to ice. You know, it's just, it just was just too much. I mean, we needed to be, you know, the kids needed to be educated. And we get that. And, yeah, it was, a, it was lousy. But you would think this happened in 2020. Because when I was in Niagara Lyons Theological Seminary, we had to go from in-person to hype, you know, not right. to hybrid, but to online courses. Right, right. So, I mean, can you imagine I had to preach one of my classes, I had to preach a sermon online, right, you know. Right, right. I mean, it, it's doable, but it was different from standing in front of your peers. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the other stuff we had to do, too. Um, but that's different. We're adults. So, but for kids, it, it, you know, kids and youth, it is a hard transition. But the hybrid model works. You know what I'm saying? It works for that teacher. Like, my sister-in-law retired. Mm -hmm. um, she's an educator. I have two sister-in-laws that are sisters in love, I would say, that are educated. One is a principal in Riverdale, and uh, my sister-in-law, sister-in-love, Monique, um, school teacher in um, the city. She lives in Jersey, but she would commute to the city. And she had to, you know, literally retire, you know, because they weren't really working with, you know, um, teachers that... Uh, probably couldn't be in these settings or whatever the reason right, was. Right, right, And, you know, and she's she's went and got several masters to, you know, bump up her cha-ching. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, so, sure. Um, but some teachers had to be forced out. And, you know, I guess, I don't know, I can't speak for her, and I don't want to speak online if she was actually wasn't a force out, but, you know, she loves to teach. Right. You know, she even teach in church. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, she's taught alternate learning, like, uh, Job Corps, I believe right. in, um, it was one place down near the, when I was working out of the 13th, they had a um, house um, of youth and they had a chef and everything because I was doing, I saw Avon Ding Dong, I was Avon Lady, I would see her down there and I think she even taught in the prisons and stuff before. So she likes alternative learning as well right. as regular settings and that's somebody that loves teaching. And do job core this and that. Sure, you know, yes, that's it's a, a blessing. Passion, yeah. It's a and then for this person to retire or have to retire or just as like for whatever reason, whatever reason, maybe you know people retire because they don't like what's going on with the colleagues. What you do, you know. So, right. But she actually retired. So this year, I think a lot of teachers were just frustrated, you know, yeah. because as you go through it, you know, it just seemed to be a lack of leadership from the top, you know. And um, I think a lot of teachers were confused and frustrated. Uh, they were, I don't think they were properly trained mm. on how to do online teaching, you know, so it, it's just, it was just a mess. And then I remember for my own kids, sometimes mm. you go online and it wouldn't even be a teacher there. You know, it, it's just so much confusion. 
uh, that was going on throughout the process. And um, I, as a parent, was just totally disgusted and still am. As I'm looking at what's going to happen this year, you know, as I'm looking, looking to it, I really don't have a clear idea. You know, the school's right around the corner, you know, so I know they're planning to go back in person. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just so unfortunate, you know, and I just, I, I don't think we'll know until decades down the road just how damaging this has been. You know, I mean, the, the mental health issues that, 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 that it caused, the anxiety that it caused. The lack of confusion, you know, or the yeah. confusion with teachers and how the, how the learning is going to be. We're not going to know how these teenagers are affected until a little bit down the road. And I, and I suspect that it's going to be um, a bad, a bad, we're going to have some bad, bad issues here, you know, as a direct result. And it's just a shame. And what do y'all think about, like, um, out of the chancellor? The chancellors are chosen but by the mayor, right? Yeah, so I know Eric got, his, he got his guy is, in there. What is that like? How about getting a group, parents or, or, you know, people that really know, maybe parents, teachers, and kind of helping them steer and do the interview process, right? Right. To select a chancellor. Yeah, well. You know, because yeah. that's favoritism sometimes. Yeah, we picked you know pick this thing, you know, from what I understand our relationship. But it's very similar to like NYCHA, right? You know, it's the most deeply impacted people are not the people at the table, you know, and the ones, and, but we are the most impacted by the decisions, and, and many times the decisions made don't benefit us, you know, so it's the same thing, uh, which I think is what turns people off, you know, from politics and getting involved, because you feel like, you know, your voice is never heard nowhere, you know, and that's from a state, city, and local level, but I will say, to switch it up a little bit, I don't know if you guys have followed the, uh, the January 6th stuff, you know, but, you know, all I can say, if Donald Trump, and I'll say it again, if Donald Trump does not end up in prison, mm-hmm. that would be a miscarriage of justice mm-hmm. beyond anything we've ever seen. And he might become president. It, it, so, I mean, this is like the emperor has no clothes. I mean, how in the world? I mean, when you really look at this stuff now, I don't know if you guys saw the outtake when he was preparing for to give his speech. He couldn't say the word yesterday. He couldn't say that, we lost, that he lost. He literally... Could not get the words out of his mouth. You know, this is at a time when these guys are storming, you know, the, 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 the White House. And um, it was really amazing. Then you heard the, uh, the calls from the uh, Secret, Service, Secret Service people. They were literally calling to save for their lives. Yeah. You know, that's how critical. I mean, when Chuck came on the show, he talked about it. Mm. You know, just how crazy it was. We think, what's that? What's the thing with the news? A gallery? What's that thing called? Gallery? The gallery. Okay. Mm-hmm. How? With a noose, how? Because they was gonna hang Pence, right? Right, right. Like how? And they really, they really were going. To, they were trying to get. I mean, it. yo, they. Were, I mean, right. They were trying like, to get. It. They were trying to get. Somebody. It. They were no, trying to get. People it. supposed to be locked up. Like I, I said it before. Technology is so great. Um, there's ways to find out who was in Washington and who was in the in that space. Because people took I off think they're from work. Find out. They're gonna find out. I mean, they still, but it's some people gonna slip through the cracks. Right, right, right. You know, right. people took off from work. They didn't have a plan of vacation, and I'm talking about like people that are cops and you know people sure. that got jobs that really sure. has accountability. Sure. I'm not talking about somebody with a job that they can take off when they want or, or um, entrepreneur or something like that. Sure. I'm talking about these people that um, were law and order, quote unquote, people many that of were them. out there. Yeah, many of them. You know, mm-hmm. and they should be the ones really getting the charge, even the retired ones. 
and the military ones, they should really be getting the big charges because they know better. Right. They know better. Right. And they were out there. But to have that galley out there, that's something like, that's crazy. All I know, if there was a bunch of black and brown people in the White House oh, carrying on, I mean, happen. the image of that is just insane. I mean, they, these guys are yelling and screaming at cops. You know, it's just, you know, I, 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 it's a crazy world we live in. That's all I can say. You know, and that's sure why enough. people are, you know, kind of turned off by politics. But we got to stay the course. You know, as Knights of Residence, and you see all this madness on the national level and all this madness on the city, state, and local level, you know, we just got to get involved and we got we to gotta vote. You know, we need to really absolutely change, you know, the type of leadership that we get, you know, where folks are in it just for the power. You know, where Hoku, as a governor, can make a deal with a Republican to get money to, for that, in, in that Republican's pocket who supports uh, Trump and is against many of the policies that, that Hoku herself stands for. But yet you're going to do a deal, you know, and put money in his pockets to, to, for Penn Station but you're gonna privatize NYCHA. And yeah. so when you look at the decisions that are made, uh, it's, just, it's, it's heart, heartbreaking. Mm. And it just tells you where, where we really stand, you know, where they really see us. And they think they could do this because A, they think we're not paying attention, B, they think we won't vote. So we, if we change those dynamics, we can change what these politicians are doing, but we gotta pay attention, you know, because they're, they're running a serious game on us on all levels, you know, in many different aspects of government. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that the government, I mean, to be honest, it seems like they, well, they never cared. Actually, I don't, I mean, it seems like they ever cared. They never well, no. cared. Hey, well, you know, they didn't. You know, they never cared. You know, they didn't. Like Malcolm X said, the battle of the bullet, we don't want to get to uh, the bullet stage, but I really believe, I did see a poll uh, that my cousin sent me that a good percentage of people think this country's gonna head to a civil war. And I was like, wow, you know, can, can, and that seems inconceivable. But when you see what's happening, you know, when you see people like the living NYCHA being disenfranchised and basically written off to the extent that we are, then you see um, our cities become a place where only the rich can live, mm -hmm. you know, and you see conditions and decisions being made to benefit only a few, you know, and, and so many of us are left out. And sometimes it's not just black and white, there's a lot of white people being left behind as well, you know, yet they still vote for and, and, and support people that don't even have that business at heart. You know, like, why would a poor white person support Donald Trump? I, don't, I would never know to think that he would ever be in your best interest, you know, but as we get left out and as the lack of leadership continues, I'm concerned about where this country's gonna go. You know, and I, th I think it's legitimately possible that we can end up in that situation. I make it seem like country care about us. Don't you don't? Talk about it. At all. Well, Talk about it. they don't. I'm going to drop an article, and y'all can check it out, too. Um, Eric Adams has a secret office. What? Mm. A secret I'm gonna office? I'm going to drop it in the chat. I'm uh, going to drop it in the chat. Y'all can read up on that. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, you got. We can't get you spot. You got a secret office, not a city hall. Like what? An office to do what? Got a secret. I'll send. I'm gonna send it out. This is in a political article, um, published July 13th. Seven crowns or something like that. With that? Uh, uh, ooh. Okay. Okay. What you know about the Furtado brothers? No. They were part of that, wasn't they? Seven crowns. Hey. Let me. That's what I got. Secret office. 
Well, I'm just disappointed. I, I mean, I don't know what that would be for. You know, um, you know, I just don't know. I got that in for y'all to read and others. Um, supposed to be a very safe, secure building. So what does that tell you? Well, so, is he under, is you feel like he's under threat? Is he is feeling threatened? Maybe with the way there, I guess. Got to check it out. This is, this is, that's, not, that's narcissism. Narcissism. They say he lives. They say he lives in Jersey. Eric Adams is. I mean, I'm gonna say again. I'm from Bed Stuy, you know, and 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 nobody's seen him. And I know a lot of people live in still live in Bed Stuy, you know. And I mean, I haven't heard nobody say they saw Eric go to the corner store, the bodega, you know, none of that. You know, this is for years, you know. So, but he pops up everywhere else in the city. I'm not sure. I think people will see him in the neighborhood, even living in Bed Stuy. And yeah, like you said, he did. And so, you know, you know I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what else to say about that. Yeah, you know? be the, I mean, I'm, I'm mayor. I mean, technically, I, I you can't be a mayor if you don't live in the city. You know, like, and, um, you know, I mean. Like living in Hong Kong and you're the president of the United States. Well, I think he said he, I, I think he, said he was living in, um, in Boa Hall at one point or something to that effect. I, think he can't, I dropped I mean, the article in so I can check out that article. Um, yeah, um, the madness we uh, experience. So I don't know. We could segue to. Um, I'm gonna see if I could pull an article up. But um, if any anybody aware, we know about the redistricting with the congressional seats. We know congressional lines. Excuse me. We know that the um, election I think is coming up August 23rd. Sure, correct, sure. correct me if I'm wrong, because um, I don't see the date in front of me. But um, that primary is coming up. We know Cal and Maloney and Nadler are going against each other, uh, which they are colleagues, and now that's happening because that that one person will be gone, right? Right. And um, that was part of the 2020 census was to get counted. We were 87 uh, count numbers. 87 people weren't counted, which slated us to lose at least two congressional seats, one or two. Right, right. So I'm not sure if this is just the head-to-head. -head. I didn't check all the congressional um, races, if there are any other colleagues going head-to-head. -head. Um, but that's a problem because how everything, the lines was drawn. Um, she lost Queens. Uh, she lost Queens and a bit of Brooklyn that uh, she had, yeah. which is just crazy. And then now um, she's got to go into new territory, uh, comes from Maloney into Natlas. Um, area Nadler got to come into our area to try to get us, and it's just it's just unfortunate that you know two um, up there in age that been doing the work for years, and you know she's she's a fighter, you know, and I'm still gonna stick with her. You know, I, I find her to be a phenomenal woman, a, a very personable person, and um, you know, and she just fights for the rights of. She stood with us, you know. We've yeah, been no, in spaces yeah, with I, her. Yeah, have, um, she's done so much in in Queensbridge. She did. Um, Astoria houses. Um, I don't know. Was she your congresswoman? Yeah, no, yeah, she's been out. She's, yeah, I've, I've done some work with her in Amesburg. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. so that's one of the things now. City council is going through some things. Um, there's some maps that are drawn where they're possibly, they're not, it's not a permanent thing. There's, there's drafts of maps. So this is a redistricting as well with the city council maps. Is happening. So I'm going to speak about Congressional District 5, which is mines. So Congressional District 5, um, excuse me, not Congressional, City Council District, mm -hmm. City, city mm -hmm. Council District 5 covers Roosevelt Island, um, some of uh, Up East Side, and 
parts of a small part of East Harlem as well. Now, because of these maps that they drew, right, Roosevelt Island wouldn't be part part of um, District Five. They would go to District Twenty Six, which is yeah, which, Queens, uh, yeah, well, right, which is right, crazy. right, which is ridiculous. Um, also, District Twenty Six will also get some of the Upper East Side, um, which is part of Sutton Place and stuff like that. They'll get some of that. Now, the big that's a problem. But the other part is all of the parts, the people I named, or these areas I named. They serve, or their community board is Community Board 8, which I'm a part of. Right. So then when you do that, then we actually have a Roosevelt Island committee on our board. Okay. So if they make these changes, they're no longer on our community board. I mean, it's just a mess. So testifying will come up for that. Um, I got to pull up a, a link, and you all can look by borough by borough, or look at your congressional, excuse me, your city council district to see if... Um, there's any changes right, with right. the maps for you? You, if you know your, if you know your area, that's right, the thing too. Right, Some people right. don't, but I know it impacts because we bought some guests on from sure, 26. quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, so that means bit. that would expand for them, right? Some of their territory, right? But when you think about it, are they really gonna? I mean, that would have to be their constituents because who's 26 now? Is it? Uh, what's her name? It's a female, right? Yeah, Julie Wong. Julie Wong. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah, because I mean. We had a couple of candidates on, and it was like like twenty six had a very huge. Yeah, we had um, race. yeah, maybe like, like 19, 19, 20, 20 people were running. People were yeah, running for that yeah, race. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's something to think about, guys, um, guys and gals out there, because this is something that can directly impact you. Um, I'll I'll share later the um, where you can testify eventually if it's going to impact you. Right. Um, and if you don't want that to happen, it's best to testify. I did testify at the Independent Redistricting Committee. Um, or, you know, I wanted to keep Carolyn Maloney as my congresswoman. And, you know, I just testified about that and how uh, we are, our five buildings and a little bit, I think it's like on 95th and 3rd Normandy Court and maybe another spot. We're in the 68th Assembly District, but my neighbors across the street in the 73rd district. Right. This makes right. no sense. No, really, like, no. Total confusion. drawing the lines? And why are they being drawing changed? And, wait, yeah. and who benefits right. because of the so change? So now with city council, right. that right. might it might impact some of you that are listening. Um, so you should know what's going on because it's going to affect the next, next um, what is it, next year's race as well. Right, yeah. right, you know, right. You right. might think that's this particular person that's your Congress won't, um, City council member, I keep saying Congress, your city councilwoman or, or man, and it might not be that person come next year. And I'll tell you why that's problematic. I've been in many uh, NYCHA meetings. I mean, first of all, not just NYCHA residents. I think um, majority of the public are unaware, you know, of who their elected officials are. So not just NYCHA oh, yeah. residents. If you could walk down any street in Brooklyn Sorry, and ask you. maybe 10 people, you know, who is, who's your district leader? Now, who is your... Stan sound like me. Well, I'm just, yeah, I, I, <laughs> he sound like me, right? Y'all yeah, be saying that, that right? But let's I, 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 be clear. I love okay. the best. Okay. But, yeah, <laughs> but don't like, give it like, out. Like, yeah. like, who is your district leader? Yeah. Who is your, who's your city committee, council yeah. person? Yeah. Who's your state committee person? Who's your whatever the office position is? And they really won't know. And so, and that's before all of this. So if you did know who it was, now it ain't that person. You know, you're, you're being disenfranchised because you don't know who to go to. Like, who do I go to if I'm in the Knights of Development? Am I, am I 
my, my whole my sink fell apart, whatever. Yeah. Now I want to send a letter to my elected official. You know, who is that person? You know, so if it's changing all the time and you don't know who it is and you really can't advocate for yourself, you know, and you're being disenfranchised, you know, by not knowing. So, no, it's, it's problematic. It's real problematic. Yeah. And it's sad because they only come around, around election time. You know what I'm saying? Like, they should have a representative at association meetings. They should be sending out mailers. Right. You know what I'm saying? I get it. People don't. People get this mail, and I see it. You know, I get, we get mailers from our um, assembly members and, you know, different mailers that come out monthly or quarterly, right. however they want to send it out. And I get it. People look at it, and they just stick it up top because they don't want to read it. But then that, that is the per you should know that is somebody that represents you. Right. And you should know that that is a person you can call. Right. You know, right. Not necessarily right. them, but their office. And every elected official office should have a good staff or a staff that's going to take care of you, uh, part of the constituent services. They right. should have that. And right. if they don't, demand it. Absolutely. Because you, know, you don't always have to speak to the person, your elected official, but they do have staff that are proactive. And, and make them do their work. Yeah. You know, if you're a NYCHA you. resident and you. your city council, if you, if you go to the manager's office or whatever the case would be and you're not getting the result, you, you should, which we've done ourselves. We, uh, we've emailed city council people mm -hmm. and, and their central service staff and they'll come out and they'll help. You know, but that shouldn't be the, it's, that should be the norm. That right. should be what they're doing on a regular basis. You know, and I know that's really not happening. I know right. that's one that I give Carolyn credit for. You know, mm -hmm. she's one of the only... Active. Only no, I'm a Brian Barnwell too over there in in in, uh, in Woodside. Those are only two elected officials that I know personally came to a management office. You know, and the impact that it had. I can go scream all I want. You know, but they can say, "Who are you, Stan?" You know, you just you know you you. you. But if you have a, if you are a congresswoman or you are a state assembly person, state assembly person, or they're going to jump around now. They have to. It shouldn't be that way though. But that's just the way it is. You know, so. We got to make them work. And that's one of the things we're going to be doing with One Night mm -hmm. is when we do have our meetings, number one, we want to educate you on who your elected officials are. Mm -hmm. But mostly also important, when we begin to go down to those managed offices, they need to be there right with us, you know, so they could see for themselves. You know, a picture could tell you everything. Once you go down there and see what these residents who are your constituents actually deal with, then you know. Then you know the actual impact of your policies, you know, you can actually hear it directly from them, you know, so we want to bring them into this, into this equation. They need to be coming down to your office with us, and they yeah. will be. Or we're going to call you out <laughs> if you don't. Stan's going to do it. Stan will do it. Well, we're going to do it. We, gonna <laughs> see, how you, see how you see how you say it? He, yeah. Um, also, to all the people that like to send out emails um, about your complaints to whoever you're sending it to, Find out your legislators, your elected officials, their emails, and CC them in your emails. It gives it a little more traction because they, they can see that they're CC'd in it and say if they're not responding to right. you, somebody, they should be responding as well. You should be uh, putting your uh, borough president inside right. your email as well, the public advocate, your city council, your congress, your senate, and your... Your state senator and your senator. You should be adding those people, and if you want your district leaders as well. But put your elected officials in your emails and see them in there because that gives that makes people know you as well. Right. You know, and and do your best to 
grieve when you write your emails, especially if you're upset about something. You know, I've ran across abrasive emails, and those to me, just I get it, but you're sending out an email. Right. So just do your best to breathe and, you know, write an email that gets to the point. Give you a situation, send your pictures, video, whatever you want to put in there. And, you know, just be careful with your tone. You right. Know, because you want, you want a response or you want to be responded to quickly. Because sometimes when the emails are abrasive to me, you know, I've seen them and I was like, hmm, I wouldn't be answering that. Yeah. I wouldn't be answering that. Like, I wouldn't even respond to it. So that could be what happens if it, if the tone is there. Right, right, you know, right. So, I know, I know you're yeah. upset. Right. You know, but and um, take some time. Right, breathe. Right. Breathe. And if you need help, Stan and I can help you with that too. We we want to be a resource to the people. Absolutely. Right, Mike. Mike too. Putting you in. There. I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth like Stan. I'm saying he he on we we. Where we at? What's our time? What's our time? Where we at? Well, we. Over. Over an hour. Well, before we go, yeah. any any resident listening, um, if you have a repair issue in your apartment, right this very second, uh, I also saw on the board of Just Fix, which is an amazing organization uh, that can actually really help get repairs done. So if you have an issue in your apartment, any night your resident, please go to our email, which Mike is one night TV at gmail.com. And so you can go there and, um, and, and, and contact us. And what we will do in turn is get back in touch with you and submit a letter of complaint, which would be a, um, a certified letter that will go to your manager's office. From and Just Fix. From, from Just Fix. So, so then that begins the NYC. process. From Just, Just Fix, Fix NYC. NYC. So once your manager's office gets that letter, um, then the next step is to, if they don't respond and do the work, you know, then we need to start going down to the management offices, you know, to, to apply the next pressure. And these, these letters of complaint will be the foundation of lawsuits. Like we're going to sue in, in Astoria. Those are all based on letters of complaints. We're gonna, we had a lawsuit in Queensbridge. It was based on the letters of complaint. We're going to have a lawsuit in Ravenswood, the letters of complaint. So we start, you start out with that. It only takes 15 people in a development or less in some cases to do an actual lawsuit. 15 people file letters of complaint, you don't get the repairs done, then you can actually take the next step, which is a, a HP action individually or collectively. Because we got to begin taking nights to the court. You know, we can't sit and suffer in silence anymore. You know, so one night wants to be a resource for that, especially if you live in a rag converted building. If you're in a, in a rag converted building or a blueprint converted building or whatever the case may be, then your story and your narrative is even more important. You know, so we need to, if you have compared with repair issues, please get in touch with us because we want to show that. Because as long as they could tell the narrative and show the beautified developments, you know, that they privatized, but don't show you the reality of how they look six months down the road, yeah. you know, and if we're not able to tell that story, then they're going to push through and take the rest of the, the, the stock. You know, which is what they want to do. So, and and also with that, with Stan will be spearheading the Just Fix right. NYC um, letters, and also if you email us, um, I also help people get repairs as well. Yeah. Um, so Stan will do the Just Fix NYC part. I will take care of another side of it, and I've seen results. What I was able to do, and I was able to get. If I, I, I recall two, two incidents so far, I, when my email went out, literally on a 
I think it was a Monday or Tuesday. They went to person's house Absolutely. the next day. Yep. The next day. Um, and I've done it before, and it was like in the next couple of days. So um, I can get results as well. And this is all, this will go through the um, one night your email, Absolutely. of course. Um, you know, so we can, we can provide you more than just the letter complaint. We can also get you um, some repairs that's needed. And also, in you, you, if you're under a new red conversion, keep in mind if you have un, overdue repairs and you're under the new red conversion, NYCHA is still responsible for those repairs. So contact public housing, NYCHA. Even though you have, you're under red and it's, it's different, but if it's bad or whatever they didn't take care of, they're still responsible for that. So don't let them fool you. Because if so, you'll be waiting longer Absolutely. for your repairs. So say, for instance, if you do call the new people that's working with you and they, they shucking and jiving you, call NYCHA because if it's a new conversion, we helped stand it. You did the Just, uh, just Fix and NYC yeah. lady from Boulevard yep. Houses. But I also um, got her in touch with the compliance unit Absolutely. when I was at the... the um, What's it? The when we were we were speaking at uh, city council, right, 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 um, at the housing public housing committee, and I ran into his first name is Brad. I can't think of the last name right now. I don't know if it's Green, but I ran into him. I showed him pictures. He took her information, and they actually relocated a lady in Boulevard houses that was under a new rare conversion because NYCHA was still responsible for the repairs, and her apartment was not livable right but she was living in there and she Insane. was a plaster helper for NYCHA and, and can't make it up you can't you can't so we have a lot of resources and we can help get things done actually so, um, and also sending videos if you have um if you have issues in your apartment you could post it to um our page you know if you have a repair issue um videos also are effective these days to go along with the letters you know, let us be a resource. Email it as well. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 let us we be a resource. You. We got We, we here got to help you. you. One night, you're one people. We'll be back next week. Rock Logic, the famous Rock Logic that walked into the room. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> one night, you're one people. We left it off. All right, one night, you're one people.